Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We got one big topic to talk about here on today's show, and it is going to dominate the entire show here today. So let's get down to business here as we uh, kick off today's episode with game four of the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. And for people who did not watch that game, it was the most catastrophic result the Milwaukee Bucks could have had. A team that was on the verge of making a run to the NBA Finals, of finally being rewarded after years and years of coming up short. But ultimately what ended up happening in Game 4 was that Giannis Antetokounmpo, the two-time MVP of the league, Milwaukee Bucks superstar, suffered a knee injury that threatens to end his and the Milwaukee Bucks season in Game 4 against the Atlanta Hawks. By the way, an Atlanta Hawks team that did not have their only all-star player in the lineup because he rolled on his ankle in Game 3 of this series. And, by the way, rolled on his foot, to be honest. It was a bone bruise in his foot that uh, Trey Young suffered, but it looked like he kind of just like landed awkwardly. Also, as I've mentioned many times before, an Atlanta Hawks team that had a 1 in 774 chance of making it to this Eastern Conference Finals when they got thoroughly outplayed by the 76ers and to have the Sixers blow 18 and 26 point leads in games 4 and 5 of the last series. A 76ers team also that the Bucks would have beaten in 6 or 7 games. Also, an Atlanta Hawks team that was clearly overmatched versus the three all-star Milwaukee Bucks who should have disposed of Atlanta in about five or six games. Giannis Antetokounmpo suffers a knee injury. The Bucks weren't playing great before, although they cut it to seven right before the injury. And the Bucks would go on to lose game two with dis I'm sorry, game four by over 20 points with a dispirited effort, a just bitter, a bitter loss for the team. And Giannis Antetokounmpo's knee injury might be the cruelest fate a superstar has experienced in my sports lifetime. Granted, that's like 10 years of sports, but in the decade that I've been watching sports religiously, this has to be the cruelest fate a superstar has endured. It's what just happened to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because we're talking about the two-time MVP at 26 year old, 26 years old, 
getting ready to enter his prime. The superstar who chose, against all basketball reasons, to sign a five-year max extension with the franchise that got lucky enough to have 14 teams pass on him during draft night. The player who is easily the face of his generation, getting ready to dominate the next five to six years of NBA basketball. A generation that has pretty much taken the mantle from the old guard here in this postseason. The superstar who, after catching a good break of all good breaks against the Brooklyn Nets in round two, was going to finally coast his way to a most deserved NBA championship. Of the five elite teams that started out this postseason, the 76ers, the Nets, the Bucks, the Lakers, and the Clippers, Giannis was about to become the last one standing. The team that would have coasted their way to the finals, gotten a nice little three days off, and then gone out and beat up on the on the Phoenix Suns, or maybe the Clippers, because uh, the Clippers might be coming back in that series. In a 2021 season, that has now seen every single team with a top or every single one of the 10 best teams in the NBA lose a significant player to injury on their team. And this is really real thing like the, the eight finalists plus the Lakers with Anthony Davis and the Dallas Mavericks with Luka Doncic, who obviously didn't miss any games, but he had that neck back and shoulder injury that, potentially cost them the series in games three and four against the Clippers. The Hawks lost DeAndre Hunter in the first round and now lost Trey Young. The Nuggets lost Jamal Murray. The Suns lost Chris Paul. The Clippers lost Kawhi Leonard and Serge Ibaka, but most importantly, Kawhi Leonard. 76ers had Joel Embiid playing with a torn meniscus. Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell for the Utah Jazz. Kyrie Irving and James Harden for the Nets, and now for the Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, Kyrie Irving's injury was unfortunate for the Nets, and Kawhi Leonard's was heartbreaking for the Clippers. Chris Paul going into COVID protocol felt like karma punishing CP3 for something that he did in a past life. All these injuries were tough, bitter pills to swallow. Some of them even made us feel numb for 12 hours straight, but not like Giannis's. Giannis's injury feels so much different. Giannis's injury is cruel. It's cruel what just happened to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis, to get injured in that spot when you're knocking down the door of finally breaking through for that championship. Finally getting through and to have it just knocked away right in it, right then. The closest you could possibly get because if the Bucks win that game and say Giannis gets hurt in game 5, the Bucks are probably going to win the series against the Atlanta Hawks and buy Giannis some time to return in the finals. That injury happening at that time was the only way to get the Atlanta Hawks back in the series. 
Now 2-2, going back to Milwaukee. No Giannis Antetokounmpo. Maybe Trey Young returns, maybe not. But for Giannis, it's just straight cruelty. It's about paying your dues for years and years. Enduring the heartbreak of Kawhi Leonard stealing your soul in 2019. Two games away from an NBA championship because of Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson's injuries in the 2019 finals, the Bucs probably would have won the NBA championship that year. And having, you know, being up 2-0 and having Malcolm Brogdon on inside the NBA, which I I have this vivid memory of the Bucs, and I told this story a little while back on radio, that I have this vivid memory of Malcolm Brogdon being interviewed on the post-game show in Milwaukee, up 2-0, and them talking about the Bucks being two games away from the NBA Finals, where it felt like it was a foregone conclusion, and Toronto would come back and win four games in a row. The Bucks would end up getting bounced out of the playoffs that year with an MVP at 24 years old. Being an NBA champion and an MVP at 24 was a realistic possibility for Giannis. Then to have a historically great basketball team win an MVP and a Defensive Player of the Year in 2020, only to have a pandemic put your season on pause for four months. Then getting back to the bubble with everyone being well-rested, getting injured in the second round and getting eliminated by the Giannis killer Bam Adebayo and the Miami Heat a team that very clearly was not on your level during the season and got kind of exposed towards the back end of the finals. It's about committing to play for the Bucks long after they can build you a championship team when you could have left in free agency after the 2021 season, when last night's game could have been the last time Milwaukee Bucks fans saw you in a green and gold, and cream uniform. Which, by the way, fun side note here, which is not exactly fun, but it's just a a thought experiment that has me thinking. Imagine the chaos that would have broken out in the NBA if Giannis hadn't signed that extension last December. If Giannis were a free agent and that injury had just piled up, and the chaos that was about to ensue from the fact that, hey, Giannis might not play for the Milwaukee Bucks again. Hey, Giannis might have an injury. And the the Heat and the Mavericks and the Spurs, all of them are kind of like holding their breath on what this is going to end up being and rethinking the two years of contract restructurings that prepared them for this very offseason. So yeah, for Giannis, it's about committing to play for the Bucks long after they're capable of building you a championship team. And it's about watching Kevin Durant end your season, the person you dubbed the best player in the world after Game 5 of that series, only to realize that Kevin Durant's foot was on the line for the game-winning three-pointer. Kevin Durant, by himself, ends your season but his foot was on the line. Then getting a second life in overtime where everyone is just gassed 
Nobody's got anything left in the tank in that game seven. And having Chris Middleton close out the nets with a free throw line jumper with 42 seconds left in the game. And that helping you and Milwaukee maximize your championship window. Get the good break that you've been looking for. It's showing an uncommon loyalty to a second star you've played your entire career with, who most people regard as a very good all-star, but not a number two on a championship team. It's about having Chris Middleton close out the Brooklyn Nets and then coming back in game three of the Atlanta Hawks series and outscoring the entire Hawks in the fourth quarter. Rewarded for years and years of trust and success and practices and conversations and saying afterwards that, you know, the day that Chris Middleton retires will be a very sad day. It's about getting some good luck finally on your side for the first time in three years for Honest Out of the Kumpo. Winning a championship at 26 years old, being a finals MVP that would cement a new generation of NBA stars officially taking the torch from LeBron James, who exited in the first round, Steph Curry, who exited in the wild card, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, who exited in the second round, Damian Lillard, first round exit, and Russell Westbrook, first round exit. Giannis Antetokounmpo was going to win that championship. I know that the Phoenix Suns are really good, but Milwaukee is very much an elite team. Phoenix, we have their question marks, and the Clippers without Kawhi would have had no chance because at a certain point they would have they would have gotten exposed by this Bucks team, who for some reason even before the Giannis injury was really playing down to its opposition. It was a very strange sight to start the game. Now they were starting to charge back towards the third quarter right before Giannis got hurt. And after Giannis got hurt, just morale dropped. Just everything dropped in the arena. For the Bucks, even for the Hawks for a minute, the Hawks fans, there was just nothing left in the tank for the Bucks. And Milwaukee ends up down to a best-of-three series without their best player as a team who consistently plays down to their opposition. It's a very strange formula that they have. They play down to their opposition quite a bit. And yet, we can look up right now, see the Milwaukee Bucks... And the Atlanta Hawks series, which has totally changed overnight with the Giannis Antetokounmpo injury. And look and say that, yes, this was the NBA champion, and now they've lost their superstar, and now there's no elite teams left. It was rare enough that there were so many great teams this year, but now there's none left. Not the Bucks, not the Sixers. Maybe the Suns are the closest thing who have benefited this year from playing injured Anthony Davis, injured Jamal Murray, and injured Kawhi Leonard in their three playoff rounds. 
these next two weeks were set up to be a red carpet coordination of a new face of the NBA, a new superstar in the NBA. And for Giannis to potentially suffer an injury right at the finish line. Not at a point where the Bucs can still win a championship without Giannis. The very last point where the Milwaukee Bucks could be eliminated without Giannis. Because if this had happened in Game 5 of a series where the Bucks were already up 3-1, the Bucs still would have gone to the NBA Finals. Without Giannis, they could still beat the Trey Youngless Atlanta Hawks. And then they get to the finals and Giannis might play and Giannis might not play, but ultimately they still would have had a chance against the Phoenix Suns or the Los Angeles Clippers. And to get an injury right at the finish line, at the very last moment where this could derail your season, it's just an uncommon cruelty. And to be fair, Giannis is going to have an MRI today. He might end up being okay, but that knee looked quite hyperextended, if that's what they're going to call it. And forget irony or anything like that, anything in the irony family. Giannis to get deprived of this moment is just cruel. Like the, the, the one I keep going back to is Isaiah Thomas, where after having that magical season, and having just everything go wrong from his sister being killed to him setting the playoff record to him then getting a, a devastating hip injury against the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals, derail the season, to get traded out of the city that loves you, and to have your career just go south from there, never be the same player you were, lose out on potentially $100 million or $150 million because you hit free agency a year late. This has got to be like right there. It's as close to a tragedy in sports that we can find, which I'd like to very much tone down the sadness a bit here. Because in the grand scheme of things, this is not really a tragedy. In the grand scheme of life where we have what's going on in Surfside in Miami right now and, you know, people's lives being overturned in cruel, cruel nightmares. In the grand scheme of things, let's have some perspective and recognize that it's not exactly a tragedy. But at the same time, it's as close to a tragedy in sports that we can find. For a player who is impossibly kind, ego-free, beloved by nearly everyone, and, as I've been saying for the past two years, someone I'm going to hop on his coattails and ride that success for the next 10 years. Because that man is the best player in the NBA. And that man is going to be the best player in the NBA for damn near a decade. And if he's not number one, he's going to be right up at the top of the list. For Giannis to not have this moment where you've done all the dirty work, you've caught the good breaks. This was the, the red carpet coordination. This was your championship moment. And it's just been taken away. Giannis deserved better. Plain and simple. Giannis deserved better from himself, 
from the Milwaukee Bucks, from the Atlanta Hawks, and just from fate. Like, just from bad luck. Giannis having that injury in that moment to derail the Milwaukee Bucks from a championship team that now puts every single team, every team in the league, in the injury camp. I was joking earlier, we've got like a five versus a seven seed in the Western Conference because it was a Devin Booker-led Suns team against a Paul George-led Clippers team. Feels like a five seed versus a four or five seed versus a seven seed played on NBA TV or something like that. And now you've got already a five seed in the Atlanta Hawks without their all star. So now you're a team led by who? Bogdanovich? That's like an 11 seed or a 10 seed going up against a Chris Middleton led Bucks team that's probably a first round exit. Like, every single team derailing, crippling injury. And it's totally distorted the result here. Whoever wins this championship, it's going to be a totally distorted result, even if it's the Milwaukee Bucks. And that sucks. I attest that it's kind of just part of the reality and we'll just kind of move on from it as sports fans because ultimately we'll take the champion with a grain of salt. And for people who, you know, remember sports, there's there's context that's always going to be applied to those championships. And I think this year is a perfect year for context to be applied to those championships, especially if it's the Phoenix Suns walking away with the trophy. And we're like, how the hell did the Phoenix Suns do that? Well, The answer is they got potentially a finals route with the Lakers with no AD for three games, the Nuggets with no Jamal Murray, uh, the Clippers with no Kawhi Leonard, even though they were without Chris Paul for about two games, and potentially the Bucs without Giannis Antetokounmpo or the Hawks without Trey Young. It's It's a bitter pill to swallow from an NBA fan standpoint, but it's just those injuries are unfortunate. And, and, you know, we we've talked about it before, but for it happened to Giannis in that moment, I, I mean, I, I was going through some Twitter reactions too. And the one, the one f- verb that really stuck with me that other people were describing that, you know, I could relate to there was just numb, just feeling numb, numb to all of it, numb to, the fact that this could happen, just just no words for 12 hours or so, nothing that could describe it. It's just a numbness that a player like Giannis in that moment could suffer that injury this close. Like I said, if the Bucks were up 3-1 in the series and Giannis got hurt in Game 5 and the Hawks win Game 5, the Bucks are probably still winning that series, probably in six games. The fact that they have to win two out of three without Giannis is where some doubt starts to set in from my vantage point. Because that team with Chris Middleton, with Drew Holiday, that team is better than the Hawks, but the Hawks can have players that put up 25 points a game. We just don't know which one it's going to be. Like last night it was Bogdanovich and Lemon Pepper Lou, which by the way, I really wanted to make some Lemon Pepper Lou jokes before Giannis got hurt 
and it kind of like distorted all the results we were going to see. So it might be different people, different nights, but the Hawks have a bunch of people that can get to 25. Like, you know, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris have been doing for the Clippers and they're going to need again tonight in game five. Or I'm sorry, game six. Yeah, tonight's game six. But this is just a totally, totally distorted result. And it's a cruel fate for Giannis. And I thought about this back to um, what happened with Kevin Durant. And how Kevin Durant in 2019 tore his Achilles. And and the, the perspective I had on that back then was that NBA fans were cruel to Kevin Durant. They, you know, tanked his mental health. They made Kevin Durant brutally unhappy and they made that Warriors team brutally unhappy because they wanted to punish them for making a super team. So they were just impossibly cruel and impossibly mean to Warriors fans on a national level. And they would never give Kevin Durant the vindication. They would never let Kevin Durant win because of the way he got to Golden State. And when Kevin Durant came out there down 3-1 on a on a ruptured Achilles and ended up having a full-ass tear of his Achilles, it made me look up and say, are you happy now? To people all across the NBA, like, are you happy now? That Kevin Durant had to tear his Achilles to potentially have his career be derailed for y'all to recognize that this man is a human being. It was it was a sad fate at the time because Kevin Durant, it was like a surreal moment and it's close to what's happening with Giannis right now where I'm just like, I'm, I'm flashing back to 2019 where Kevin Durant tears his Achilles in game five and in game six, Clay Thompson tears his ACL. This dynasty, this Warriors dynasty of five years, three championships two different iterations of the team, strength in numbers and then strength in two MVPs and a a death lineup. And I looked up and I just said, is that real? Is that real? What just happened? Like it, how can the MVP of the league, the best player in the world and clay Thompson just be gone, just gone. Catastrophic injuries. They're going to miss all of next season. The warriors are done. I just like, how could that be possible? And that's the moment I'm at right now where I'm looking up and I'm like, oh, wow, the Suns are about to make the NBA finals. I've mentally prepared for it across weeks. But seeing the Suns in the NBA finals just makes no sense to me. And the Milwaukee Bucks were a team that ever since they won the series against Brooklyn two weeks ago, mentally prepared for like, yeah, the Bucks are going to win the NBA championship. Giannis is finally going to get rewarded, finally vindicated. My guy, my Greek freak, is finally going to get vindicated on a national level. And it's just surreal. It's like, oh, no, Chris Paul's gone now. Oh, Kawhi Leonard's gone. Oh, Trey Young's out. Okay, well, now the Bucks are going to coast through the series. Like, clearly they're overmatching the Atlanta Hawks, and now with no All-Star, the Hawks have no chance. Then, oh, wait a minute, the Hawks are up 15 at the half? They're up 15 at the half against the Bucks with Giannis airballing three free throws. And then, oh, oh, Giannis just got hurt. It's that same idea where 
it's surreal that a superstar like that can be hurt in this moment. And it's just a cruel fate. Just absolutely cruel what just happened to Giannis Antetokounmpo. And yes, so far, every team has gone through these injuries. And and that's absolutely a fair point. Like every team has battled injuries, but it's just hasn't happened to the best player in the world since Kevin Durant tore his Achilles in 2019. Just an injury like that has not happened to the best player in the world since then. And yes, LeBron James and Anthony Davis both got hurt this year. That's absolutely a fair point. But an injury like this that just feels surreal has not happened through all of the magic, all of the, all of the injuries that just don't make any sense. All the injuries this year, none of them have felt this cruel because it hasn't happened to the best basketball player in the world. Kyrie Irving and James Harden, that one felt like kind of crazy. Kawhi Leonard, that felt like just a disappointment. This one has felt cruel to happen to the best basketball player in the world, who, by the way, we keep questioning time and time again, not me. Like, I know that man is great and he's going to dominate the NBA for the next six years, but we keep questioning Giannis coming up short, his choice to stay loyal to the Bucks. We keep questioning Giannis over and over and over because now it's been three years and we're like, look, Giannis is, is a number two. He's a really, he's the best number two in the NBA. Giannis can't do it in crunch time. Look at Chris Middleton. The team wins or loses on Chris Middleton's back. And the answer to that is, yeah, because Giannis is scoring 32 points every damn game, and that's not good enough in the conference finals to just have one dude score you 32 points a game because everyone's got a dude that can give you 28 points a game. Giannis, most of them have two. The Bucks have three. <laughs> most of them have at least two All-Stars. At this stage of the game, pretty much everyone's got two All-Stars on their team. So there's this difficult, difficult, bitter pill to swallow on the Giannis Antetokounmpo situation because Giannis is this superstar player. He's this player that is universally beloved and keeps getting questioned over and over and crapped on for missing free throws when he's not actually as bad as he seems. And in this game coming out and taking jump shots, which is just, you know, complacency. Like it was, I mean, Charles Barkley had a good way of phrasing this on the post game. That's like game 53 of the regular season that the Bucks came out playing like it was game 53 of the regular season. They got down 15 and Lemon Pepper Lou and Yonyeka Okongwu went seven for seven from the field to start the game. And the Hawks just hit a ridiculous amount of shots in game four, like just a ridiculous amount of three pointers, a ridiculous amount of jump shots. At one point, Clint Capella hit a shot falling away from the basket, like a crazy person. They hit 50% of their shots as a team. Like it was just a, a a crazy crazy victory for the um, for the Atlanta Hawks. And by the way, final score ended up being by twenty two points, and the Bucks took one more three pointer than the Atlanta Hawks and missed about six more. So those six three pointers can equal eighteen points. That cuts it to a four point game, even without. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like Milwaukee should never take, with their ISO offense, Milwaukee should never take more three-pointers than the Atlanta Hawks in a basketball game. Never. 
They can win because they have three players who can get by you and get efficient two-pointers. Which, by the way, is a misnomer about analytics, where people say the three-point shot is the most valuable. No. The most valuable shot is within five feet of the basket. Still, the most valuable shot in the NBA is within five feet of the basket. And the Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a two-time MVP at 25 years old, now 26, two-time MVP because he's bigger, faster, stronger than everyone else. Bigger, faster, stronger is the key for Giannis Antetokounmpo. And to an extent, Chris Middleton's greatness is creating his own shot, but even Chris Middleton had a terrible game outside of the fact that, oh, Giannis is hurt and our chances are feeling totally derailed and our... uh, our morale is just down to a, a virtually nothing. But Chris Middleton finished 0 for 7 from the three-point line. So he's had an 0 for 9 game, an 0 for 7 game, and 20 points in the fourth quarter with the most makes over contested shots of any player in any game in the NBA playoffs this year. So yeah, the Bucks are going to have some real question marks here going into the next game. And it's just cruel because now it's a series again and it shouldn't be a series. And this is the the battle I've been going back and forth on. Yes, it's close basketball. Yes, it's entertaining basketball. But at the same time, it's like a, a nine seed versus a five seed. I know the product is diluted. I know this is not a conference finals. Close basketball is close basketball, but I've seen legendary close matchups and I want to see more legendary close matchups because ultimately that's what the playoffs are meant to do. They're meant to filter at, filter the best teams to the top in the latest rounds and make things exponentially interesting with, you know, five all-stars playing in conference finals games. And the NBA does it better than any other sport because they legislate parity better than any other sport. It's a very, very interesting phenomenon and I really, really want to see how this is going to end. But I also really, really, really want it to end with a Giannis Antetokounmpo championship because that's the only way to make this a semblance of a deserved championship. That Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Hawks are not ready to win a championship. They've got like one all-star. They should have been bounced by the 76ers in the last round. The Suns were about to get bounced by the Lakers in the first round. They've benefited from playing injured teams, which is totally fine. Like, I'm not the the detracting of a championship. But at the same time, the Hawks or the Suns getting and winning the NBA championship is going to be like one of the weaker champions of our lifetime. One of those like three or four teams in the last 40 years that doesn't have a top five player in the NBA and wins a championship. It's why we've basically had a red carpet coordination for Giannis across the last few weeks that the Bucks were going to be the champions. The Lakers were dispelled. The Jazz were dispelled. The Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard, and they're about to be dispelled by the, the Phoenix Suns, maybe, but I also think the Clippers could come back in that series. Like, this was supposed to be a red carpet coordination, and it's, it's not going to happen. Looks like it's not going to happen. And that's the one that's broke me. Like, okay, yes, 
Kyrie Irving and James Harden got hurt for the Nets, and it kind of derailed a fun team that we were all excited to see match up with the Bucks. But we still got an epic series. We got an epic, legendary Kevin Durant performance. Yes, they end up losing by a foot, but Kevin Durant was going to end the Milwaukee Bucks season by himself. And with the help of James Harden and Jeff Green and Blake Griffin and white boy Joe Harris, even though white boy Joe Harris was terrible in the series. Still an epic seven game duel that went to overtime. It was an epic series. Okay. That's the highlight of the playoffs. No ifs, ands, or buts. And yeah, LeBron James and Anthony Davis went down, but they were never healthy to begin with. And the Suns, they get to have a nice run. And yes, Kawhi Leonard got hurt, but you still got the epic Terrence Mann game. The 25-point collapse from the Utah Jazz of a more cursed franchise than the Clippers, breaking that Clipper curse. It was the last straw seeing Giannis go down for me. It's just like, no, no. This was his red carpet coordination. They beat the Brooklyn Nets. They got the good breaks of the Kawhi Leonard injuries and the LeBron James injuries. And I still want to see Giannis versus Kawhi. So I'm hoping that Kawhi can get healthy and that the Clippers can win that series. But Giannis going down was just like, no, no. They're very clearly better than the Hawks. They're very clearly going to go to the NBA Finals, and they're very clearly, in my eyes, going to beat the Phoenix Suns. Even if they have to work to do it, they're going to beat the Phoenix Suns, and Giannis is going to get that championship that he deserves because he should have won one in 2019. You could argue 2020 if the pandemic doesn't happen, and he should have won this one. And that was just the last straw for me. Just the last straw on, like, no, that... Just that did not happen. You've got to be shitting me. And it's just a numbness down your body after that. So this this took a darker turn today, but uh, this is the storyline of sports for the next few days um, as this conference finals now totally shifts. Everything we thought we knew changes in a sport that we've been covering for like two months straight. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We've got episodes every single day, Monday through Friday, as well as Wired Up on Sundays. Make sure to follow our YouTube, our radio show, where we'll have more talk here today leading up to Game 6 of the NBA's Western Conference Finals. Uh, All kinds of other fun stuff going on here. Uh, The best way to do that is to check out the link in the description to today's episode. Also check out the DSD podcast as well. Episode six dropped yesterday. Thank you everybody. And as always, take it easy. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.